Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with With daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Steph Wentworth, and you're listening to the Autosport Podcast. Day two of testing for the 2024 Formula One season has come to an end. And today was a very different day in comparison to yesterday. The morning session was disrupted due to a drain cover incident, but the afternoon session added on time in order to make up for that. So hopefully only minimal time and data was lost for the teams. Now, as we've mentioned before, testing times are to be taken with a pinch of salt. But in the end, it was Carlos Sainz who pitched up the fastest time of the day with a 121.9 on the C4 soft compound tyre. Now, the majority of other runners were posting their times on the C3 compound with Sergio Perez coming in in second and Lewis Hamilton following up in third. Lando Norris was in fourth with a time of 131.2 and Daniel Ricciardo behind him in brand new branded RB. Charles Leclerc behind him with a 131.7, followed by Lance Stroll and Esteban Ocon. Valtteri Bottas and Oscar Piastri closed out the top 10, both on a 132. Logan Sargent pitched up in 11th with a 132.5, followed by Fernando Alonso, Joe Guanyu, Pierre Gasly, Kevin Magnussen, Nico Hulkenberg and Yuki Tsunoda rounded out the times for today. I am Steph Wentworth and joining me all the way from Bahrain, we have Alex Kalanakis and also Hayden Cobb from the UK. Alex, let's start with you. You've been trackside at Bahrain all day today. Lucky you. Uh, Tell us any issues you've spotted throughout any of the teams. Have any of them had any particular struggles today? Yeah, very lucky. Thanks, Steph. It's generally one of the biggest uh, pleasures of my job. Uh, very much get, getting trackside whenever I can at F1 events. And, uh, and yeah, given it's, uh, given it's testing, that means we can spend an extended period of time out, uh, out in the sun. It's, not, it's thankfully for me and my ridiculous complexity, uh, not too hot here in Bahrain, so not been, uh, not been boiling out there trackside. Uh, if anything, actually, going out there now, it's, uh, it's, it's, you'd need a jacket, which I neglected to bring, but whatever, uh, which we shall make do. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, as fascinating uh, as ever, I, I think I've covered, I'd say, a good 
75% of the track today. Uh, didn't really get down to the first turns where you would have seen, uh, if you're watching the, the live TV coverage or any from the sort of clips that F1 are putting out, Esteban Ocon having a massive lockup uh, in the Alpine, pretty noticeable. Didn't really get off the brakes very quickly and that flat spot was certainly catching, so that'd be something that Alpine will, will want to look into. But yeah, sort of braking was one of the things I really wanted to talk about because um, when I was out there in, we call it the morning session for simplistic reasons, because here in Bahrain, it, goes into the afternoon here as well but obviously back in Europe or well particularly if you're back in Europe where you're watching it's going to be the morning session for you but yeah just really interesting watching down at the turn eight hairpin because uh, it's quite a, quite a steep uh, descent down to that point it's quite gusty the wind's acting on the cars a fair bit essentially what, what we're looking for is just how stable the cars are under braking whether the nose is diving down there's been a lot of chats about that you know, the anti-dive effect and things like that and where you can potentially find lap time but more critically just confident for the drivers and what was I thought was particularly interesting was that uh, Aston Martin and Mercedes and that time it was uh, Fernando Alonso at the wheel for the Aston Martin and Lewis Hamilton at the wheel for the Mercedes both of those cars were really bouncing a lot more than uh, than any of the others I'm, I must admit I didn't see the red ball at that point it was uh, it was sat in the garage but the rest of the cars were pretty much uh, pretty much stable uh, throughout and that like I said when, when we come back and think about the lap time that's something that historically Lewis Hamilton when it comes to braking that's where he if you've got the confidence in the car under braking you can really find a lot of time so that'll be something interesting that uh, Mercedes in particular uh, will want to look into and if we stay with Mercedes uh, for the afternoon session obviously the, the the morning one cut short by the drain issue as you mentioned Steph went round to uh, look at turn 13 which is that sort of not quite double apex but double turn at the wheel uh, corner that feeds onto the short straight goes down the hill and, uh, and leads onto the main straight here in Bahrain and the Mercedes was more often than not sideways it was really Hamilton was really coming in uh, sort of you know just just really trying to take a wider line to, to, to give the tyres a bit of a breather but equally he was catching the car every you know every now and then snapping away it was, the wind was very strong at that point it caught out uh, a number of drivers uh, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari Lando Norris in the McLaren and uh, Lance Stroll once he'd taken over in the Aston Martin but the, the key takeaway was that the Mercedes more often than not was sideways the Red Bull and very interestingly the RB never seemed to have a problem there time off time off time totally consistent uh, uh, with just, just the handling what is quite a tricky turn. Uh, that was really interesting because um, I then came back to the media centre uh, during the afternoon, obviously the night had fallen uh, by that point and the Mercedes did seem to have more of a handle on that so potentially it's the hot conditions uh, which is something that historically Mercedes have, uh, have, had to, have had to grapple with. Well, we've covered all the negatives there, but let's not dwell too much on those. Let's think about the positives. As you mentioned, Red Bull and RB uh, looking quite strong. Were there any other teams that you spotted that have kind of got a good handle on it, have got good balance of the car? Ferrari and Carlos Sainz were obviously putting in those very quick lap times on the C4 compound. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, they're the, they're the sort of headline takeaway with the times today. Uh, what I did think was interesting, uh, particularly at that point at Turn 13, where the wind was really strong, you can see which cars uh, particularly suffer with uh, things like uh, wind sensitivity. And obviously, that's that's quite a, a key consideration with the, with the ground effects on these cars. And the, the slides that I talked about earlier, what was interesting was the science had just started a run. Norris was sort of... Had, was fairly deep into one and sorry so 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 science has got that lovely advantage of nice extra grip couldn't help him when it comes came to having to catch a massive snap of overs there he was really on the edge there as he was sort of like whoa hang on a minute what's uh, what's happening there when the ferrari so yeah perhaps a, a wind sensitivity thing it's the sort of uh, it's something that ferrari struggled with here in bahrain a year ago uh, a different uh, various other points of the track here but um but yeah other than that 
didn't seem to be having the sort of sliding issue that the Mercedes was having at that point. Fairly consistent for the Ferrari, but just not sort of Red Bull and like I said, RB consistent. Um, for what it's worth, uh, the Haas was, was pretty regularly sideways, particularly when it came to putting the power down uh, on the exit of that corner. Uh, but the Williams and the, and the Alpine, Again, looked fairly stable, but I would say that they genuinely looked sorry, they genuinely looked slower coming through the turn. They'd be getting on the power a lot later, which suggests, you know, they're just not carrying as much speed as say the frontliners. Well, focusing on the reigning uh, world champions, the reigning constructors champions in Red Bull, Max Verstappen obviously started off testing yesterday uh, for the full day and Sergio Perez took over today, but it wasn't as clean or as straightforward a day for him, despite him finishing quite high up in the lap times. Uh, Hayden, could you explain kind of what was going on with Perez, what happened to him, uh, Red Bull and any technical issues and kinks that they might be experiencing? Yeah, definitely. So bright and early uh, this morning, obviously Perez was put in the car and you think this he'll just aim to repeat what Verstappen uh, achieved yesterday. But a couple of laps into his sort of first run, obviously all the material on uh, on the cars uh, will, will be fresh for the day. Uh, and it sort of sparked a little brake fire on, on the front of the car. And uh, that isn't sort of too un- untypical, uh, particularly when the materials are brand new and, and these things can happen. But it did cost... Red Bull a fair bit of time in, in obviously putting out said fire and then fixing the issue so it wouldn't repeat itself. And he lost about half an hour into that morning session, then got into his programme. But of course, as we mentioned at the start, with the drain cover and losing that time in the morning, he was only limited to to 20 laps, I believe, for, for the entire morning session. So a little bit on the back foot, still, like compared to everyone else, was largely in the same boat. But yeah, it wasn't as smooth sailing through largely no fault of his own, no fault at all, to be honest. Um, but yes, as everyone got uh, plenty of runtime and, and he was in the car all day, uh, much smoother in the afternoon. You would say he didn't look as comfortable as Verstappen in the car, at least from my, my vantage point through through TV feeds. Um, but yeah, in case of getting the program done, he certainly ticked through it and, and Red Bull were able to catch up a little bit. There was one scare, scary moment for them sort of towards the end of the afternoon session of, of it appeared as if Perez like lost drive or lost power entirely coming through sort of the penultimate into the last corner and they managed to get the car back to the pits sort of at a crawl um they clearly did a systems reset uh and managed to check everything over in the safety of the garage um and didn't lose a great deal of time and managed to get going again and complete the uh the day without a further issue so up and down for Perez largely through no fault of his own but um yeah, I, I think this is what testing's all about, as they'll say. It's like, well, you'd rather it happen today than next week when the Grand Prix's happening. Exactly. Better now than uh, during qualifying, am I right? <laughs> well, let's move on to Ferrari, because they are one of the few teams who have maintained that rear-end suspension layout that they had from 2023. Uh they're hoping to tame that kind of snappy rear end and make the car more drivable. Uh, it seemed very um, planted today, should we say. Uh, how are they looking out there, Alex? Uh, and what have, what have both drivers and the team said about the car so far? Yeah, other than the sort of uh, potential wind sensitivity issue that we talked about earlier, Steph, looks pretty consistent from, from the track side. We'll say uh, on the uh, obviously no performance gaining livery side, when the, when, the, when, the, when, the, when night falls here, the lights come on, it's really insipid, uninspiring, it's got a matte finish, doesn't glint like say the Aston Martin does, but anyway, 
woefully sidetracked as ever. Um, I'm afraid I don't have anything to tell you from uh, from Carlos Sainz's position, but Charles Leclerc uh, talked uh, quite extensively earlier about what the car uh, is like to, to drive. He said he's basically consistent with what the team is feeling in the simulator, and that's that it is easier to drive than uh, the SF23, which was quite unpredictable for Ferrari on the edge. Again, we talk a lot about robbing the drivers of confidence and therefore uh, leading to issues. But I think what really Ferrari are, key, uh, are very happy about is that what the drivers were feeling in the simulator is translating uh, to, uh, to, to what they're feeling on the racetrack. That said, Leclerc is pretty adamant they're a healthy step behind Red Bull, which is not what anybody wanted when it comes to hoping for a closer, closer fight in 2024. Absolutely. Well, we'll see where Ferrari is able to go from here. Uh, but unfortunately, they actually had to fit a new floor due to the drain cover incident that happened in the morning. Hayden, this isn't the first time that we've seen Ferrari impacted by these drain covers in recent times. Are these becoming more of an issue in F1 as a whole? Is this something that the FIA and F1 are going to need to address uh, in the future? It's a very good question, actually. And it's probably not one that many would have thought coming into testing, especially, uh, would, would come up. But um, I think it probably is going to be at the forefront of their mind, particularly when they go to uh, tracks that have a lot of drain covers uh, and, and sort of are exposed areas. Uh, you obviously would think of the street tracks um, immediately. But as, as Bahrain has shown in a very sort of traditional circuit uh, setting, um, these cars are able to rip off drain covers um, wherever they go. And, and yeah, massive deja vu, as you mentioned there, and to the point where I was on the Autosport podcast after Friday practice at, in Las Vegas talking through that. So, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going through that again. But it was incredible, sort of the similarities of it. It damaged a Ferrari car, it was a drain cover, cut the running short. Uh, granted, there weren't many many fans in Vegas for other reasons that day um, compared to Bahrain, where obviously there's not too many fans for the testing. But um, yeah, it, it, then thankfully, um, the repair job was, was fairly swift. As we said, obviously, they lost a little bit of time, but gained it back in, in the day. And um, yeah, overall, the disruption was, was relatively minimized. Um, but yes, it's certainly going to be something that because of the way these cars generate downforce and with the ground effect, it, it's, it's going to become an issue more and more um, throughout the season, and particularly when these loads get bigger and bigger. So, yeah, I would say so. They're going to be clearly going to the likes of yeah Monaco, Baku, uh, and Miami to the start of the year. They're, those will be the ones to watch out to try and avoid the repeats of, of Las Vegas and, and today. Uh, if I can just uh, add to the sense of deja vu there, Hayden, uh, not only was I trackside during Las Vegas, uh, you are such also trackside this morning. So it's, uh, it's uh, everybody's in familiar places for these things going wrong. But I thought what's quite interesting, you're, you're quite right to note, obviously, how powerful the ground effects are in terms of how that's going to impact things like drain covers. I went back, I was noticing it yesterday when watching on the outside of Turn 11, the drivers drift really quite heavily onto the curves at that point. Went back and checked the video footage. That is the sort of natural bracing line is the term I'm going to use, but when they're going flat out in qualifying, they've got nearly two thirds of the car over onto the curves at that point. So it's obviously just uh, weakening the drain cover because that's what they're doing. They're trying to open up the corner uh, to keep the tires alive, or sorry, not strain the tires as much as possible while keeping that speed high. So yeah, it's, I think it's unfortunate that obviously just enough times cars went over it to, to cause that failure today. Well, hopefully we don't see two more of that going into the rest of the season. Uh, moving on to Mercedes, yesterday George Russell was in the car for the whole day. He said that the W15, uh, they're now more able to attack the corners uh, and Hamilton backs that up by posting the third fastest time today. Uh, Merck have had a difficult few years, but how is this W15 looking on track? 
Yeah, as I said to that, it's, it, from, from my vantage point at that particular uh, 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 corner really far around the Bahrain track, it, it was honestly the worst looking one. That said, uh, you know, I mentioned the, the, the conditions that he was running in, the slightly hotter conditions. When he when came in and, and viewing on board uh, in, uh, the, in the night footage as things closed out the day, it did look a lot, a lot calmer. And let's not forget, you know, that the, the, the cars are not going to be running in their uh, uh, race spec trim. They're not going to all be, you know, using the same uh, wing levels and things like that that, that might be ideal for, for running around Bahrain. Um, but, you know, the, basically the mood coming out of the camp is not we've suddenly fixed it, everything's brilliant, but it's this, things, are, things are a step better. George Russell, you know, talking that it's the, the rear end isn't spiteful, which was the key term that the team's talking about in the pre-season, and it's not giving them any of that sort of diva, unpredictable characteristics that it was uh, perhaps happening in the past. So yeah, again, it's sort of, it's a bit like Ferrari. It's good, that's nice, because they're not feeling like immediate winners. I think there's just a sense of, uh, perhaps right now, still quite a lot of work to do to catch Red Bull. And finally, we saw a performance run from Carlos Sainz on the C4 compound tyre. Though the majority of the teams were using the C3 compound and using that for the long runs rather than qualifying runs, apart from Sainz, Ricardo, and Sargent. Everybody else's top times were done on those C3s. Uh, Hayden, do we have any way to kind of explain what's going on here? What exactly are the teams looking for? Yeah, I guess if you go immediately short term, the C3 is designated as the soft tyre for next weekend's Barring Grand Prix weekend, so the C4 5 won't be uh, available next weekend. So yeah, the, the C3 is the one to focus on, uh, particularly over the next week or so. Um, and it's it's fair to say that teams um, are likely to use the C3, given it's in the middle of the compound, uh, far, far more regularly over the course of the season, depending where it is in that sliding scale, depending on the abrasiveness and and what tyres probably brings to each race. Um, and it is clear that teams have, have heavily loaded in their picks for, for the test of, of the allocation for tyres um, to the point where uh, McLaren and Alpine have got no C4 or C5 tyres in their, in their allocation for the whole of testing. So you won't see either of their cars on anything softer than a C, C3. Um, but others have brought a few and, and the reason mostly being was we've still going to use those tyres at some point this season. So it's always good to get a feel for them, see how the car behaves on that. Uh, softer compound um, with a, a thought in mind of going to circuits of where that compound and that rubber is going to be it's going to be useful so there's a bit of split thinking between the teams and and I think that's obviously given how limited they are on on track time um, when you divide it per driver um, the, those out and out performance sort of glory times that that we've sort of seen in the past and probably could still there see during this week they are going to be a lot few and far in between because just teams won't have time, yeah, teams will not have the time to get through all the compounds and they've got to prioritise what is going to be uh, most important to them and it's uh, long runs and it's race runs uh, on tyres that they're going to going to need <laughs> over the next few weeks. That about does it for our testing day two roundup. Thanks for joining me both. We'll be back again tomorrow to round up the final day of pre-season testing and make our way onto the first race of the season. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.